Hello and welcome to another episode of the Treasure Talk Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Green, financial educator of the Treasure Biblical Financial Workshop, and as well as a youth and family minister at the Highland Church of Christ in Bakersfield, California. This podcast is all about healthy conversations about the subject of money from a biblical point of view. So if you are new to this podcast, make sure that you hit the like button or subscribe to this channel on whichever social media platform you are listening and watching this from. And if you are watching this on YouTube, make sure to hit that bell icon to get notifications when a new episode is released. I am very, very excited about this episode because I get to sit down with a fellow Christian that I respect and admire very much so, who is also a very successful entrepreneur. I'm wearing his design right now. So today we want to ask him about his life before and after his coming to Christ and ask him uh, how that affects his decisions when it comes to money and business. So stay tuned. You do not want to miss this. My friend, my dude, my brother in Christ, Augustus Lyman. Bro, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Man, it's an honor to be here alongside a, you know, a fellow predecessor in the gospel. You might be a little younger than me, but you know, you're <laughs> I can call you my predecessor because I looked hey. up to you in many ways. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, man. I saw you come a long way, you know. Hey, I, I, I've, I've seen you come a long way. And man, let me tell you the zeal that you have for the gospel, presenting it, telling people about it. I mean, and then your conversion story, which we'll get into in a moment. I mean, I, I look up to you, you know, um, even though I may have been with the gospel longer, man, you, you, you give some people a run for their money when it comes to your zeal and your dedication. So I appreciate and look up to you and what you do. So absolutely. So let's get into some of these questions, man. First of all, uh, go ahead and tell the audience uh, who you are um, and, and what you do. Well, um, and that's the thing when you asked me last night about the bio which I got to work on and give me another bio because things have changed so much. <laughs> but, um, just to condense it, I'm just uh, a kid from um, Flint, Michigan, man, a, a rough city, you know, to grow up in. Uh, when I was younger, things was, you know, a lot better. But as I started getting my teenage years, I started to um, ex- experiment and influence and, and be um, influenced by my surroundings. So I became a product of my environment growing up around, you know, seeing all these guys on the corners and people in my family with drug dealers and, and, and seeing that lifestyle. And I also had family and music. So I kind of had both. You know what I'm saying? I kind of took to the streets earlier on because I didn't really feel like I could 
do music. It was just far fetched because I haven't really lived. You know, I didn't start making music until I started to live life. And it was just therapeutic, you know what I'm saying, for me to write. Because back where I'm from in, in my environment, and you probably, you know, can attest to this, like in our communities, we don't really talk about our problems, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or yeah. even not growing up in the church, everybody got kind of like a chip on their shoulder. Like, you know, everybody want to be tough and, and gangster or whatever. Yeah. And I didn't have nobody to talk to and really express my feelings really until I came into the church and was able to open up. So mm-hmm. I, I got into, you know, using and doing drugs, you know, uh, around my high school years, you know, and like I said, when I get on here, it's just my story. I don't, I don't, um, I don't glorify anything I did, but it's my story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I started off on a, on a, on the wrong path and I felt like, you know, the music kind of like, it's like a yang and a yang. It kind of kept me from doing more badder, bad stuff, like really bad stuff, because I had family that was in music that mm-hmm. took me on the road and, and it kind of took me a, a little bit away from the life I was living. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of people, I'm, I'm related to Frankie Lyman, uh, Frankie Lyman from the Teens and Teenagers, uh, 60 group. If you are older, you probably heard of uh, uh, Frankie Lyman. You probably saw the uh, movie they did about his life, uh, Why Do mm-hmm. Fools Fall in Love? Oh, yeah. You know okay. So music has been in my background. And um, the reason why I came, I moved to Las Vegas was to kind of pursue music and to be um, closer to Hollywood because I knew in Flint, Michigan, wasn't nobody coming to get me out of there, man. It's, okay. it's like a real, ain't no opportunity really out there. Ain't no uh, record labels. Ain't no, even to find a, a good job is really uh, hard just to find a job out there. So, you know, I ended up coming on the West Coast like 2011. And I hit the ground running, man. And and it was like one of those things where I feel like everything was like destined because I came here and I was just like, I started meeting people and different opportunities started to arrive. And I started to um, build a whole different mentality and circle. Mm-hmm. And um, I was close, man. I was close to really getting that deal, man. And, and I ended up um, sitting down with a brother in Christ right in the midst of all this. And it just stopped everything. It was just like, I know a lot of people, they say, well, what happened to you to make you become a Christian? Like, they wanted to hear this, like, dramatic story, life, like, life almost ending story, or right. just heard the truth. And I feel like my humility is what caused me to obey. The Bible says, um, humble yourself on the side of the Lord. You know, he will lift you up. He gave grace to the, um, to the, um, to the humble. He was just the problem, give grace to the humble. And, um, I just feel like that. Humi- I was really talking about that because I wanted to make a lesson about humility and, and like just digging in that because a person will say they're humble, but if they're not willing to obey God, are you really humble? Are you really humble? If you're not op- re- uh, willing to open that book and put everything on the table, how how humble are you? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the question. I, I don't say I don't say yes or no, but I just feel like for me, I wouldn't consider myself humble if I wouldn't wasn't able to do that. So mm-hmm. I put myself and just read the scripture and I just, I couldn't deny it, man. And, you know, and I obeyed and I had, you know, uh, rough patches. I came in and um, hit, and I just had the zeal, but then I kind of, you know, went back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm glad that we talked about this because, you know, Joyce, our sister in Christ that passed away, uh, what, about a year ago? Mm-hmm. She was like, really like, 
significant and, and when I came into the church and people like you and her and your dad and your mom and just so many people. But she was one of those people that like she's like, you don't come here. I don't see you. I'm going to get you a smack on the bottom. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> Right. And people like her and even Mark Reagans, man, because everybody like you got to know how to deal with people. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't one of those guys that you was just gonna say, "Well, look, uh, you know, be soft with." I had I'm hard headed a little bit. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <laughs> I needed that, that roughness. I needed to mm-hmm. somebody to sit me down and show me. Like you could have told me, uh, "Hell in every verse," and I would I would as long as I read it, I would obey because it's one of those things where I, I needed the truth. Mm-hmm. I needed that hardcore look. This is what it is. You know, you ain't have to sugarcoat. But some people you got to be like that with. You got to. Mm. Kind of plant seeds. Brother Wells said something uh, to me that resonated. He said, "Sometimes before you plant seeds, you got to break up the ground." Right, right. So, so that's what I'm doing right now with a lot of relationships I got. Um, just breaking up that ground, you know. Yep. Right. Absolutely. I mean, so you've already given us an insight to your life. Um, th- I want to talk a little bit more, if if you don't mind. Um, yeah, so ahead. what, so you, you mentioned that you're from Flint, Michigan. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing that a lot of people know about Flint, Michigan is probably like the Netflix special that they did on Flint, yeah. Michigan. I watched yeah. that and I was just like, whoa. And I think I remember you mentioning that you were from there and that yeah. there used to be a huge factory uh, mm-hmm. car factory there that was the booming business for most people and then when they moved out of town flint michigan uh had some really hard times and still recovering from those hard times so so um you were were you there during the time the um the car factory was there or was that after were you born after it left I remember it uh, when I was real okay. small because my, my, uh, my uncle raised me, but he's my dad. So my okay. mother's uh, brother raised me. And he worked for General Motors. You know what okay. I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And it, it, it might be slight disrespect to even say that because he, he considered me as his son. You know what I'm saying? He is my father. But my mom was on drugs. And, and what happened was my other siblings, um, I had... I got a lot of siblings, man, but the ones that was in the household at that time was me, uh, my brother, Sam, and my sister, Kendra. She, we all got taken to foster care. But before that, my mom had two other kids by another guy named Michael uh, George, and those two kids ended up going with their um, father and grandparents. So they were raised mm-hmm. with their side because we had different dads. So mm-hmm. when it came to us and the same situation happened to us, I ended up going with my uncle because I already had them being with my uncle and my cousins mm. and I already had, they had took to me. So my cousins become my sisters and brothers and my uncle become my dad and I stayed with them. And my brother ended up going with supposed to be our dad. You know, that's mm-hmm. a whole other story, but right. our dad's side of the family, then my mom ended up getting sober and getting them back. But okay. I always stayed with my uncle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. With my dad. So I know it's kind of, you know, complicated but hey yeah um no that's that's no uh i mean you're 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 being real you're being truthful about you know your your situation and your story and it and it's fascinating to to hear about that go ahead but but to answer your question uh, my uncle my dad worked for general motors and i would pass i remember when it was up and everything Hmm. but i think at the time when i started remembering it he was already retired but then my last memory of it it, it's just the whole area just 
just done. It just tore down everything. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, you know, bad. And that did cause a big drought on the city. You know, like I said, growing up in the late 80s, because I'm born in 84, so I didn't really grow up in the 80s and remember mm-hmm. it, but I remember the 90s. So the 90s yeah. were good. You know, we had all types of different things to do, uh, skating rings. We had little, like, fairs, and we had this place called Pirates Park we would go to, and everything was, like, beautiful and fun. But as I started to get in my teenage years, the city started to get more ran down. Yeah. And then less opportunities was there. So I, I, I adapted to my environment, you know. Right. Right. Um, wow. Um, so so Flint, Michigan was definitely uh, I mean, we're, so you so you said, like you said, you came to Vegas for an opportunity. You were sorry big about that. into what? I'm sorry. My phone. Somebody was calling me. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah, no, no, no problem. No problem. We'll, we'll edit this part out. Um, so tell me. So you you came to Vegas for an opportunity to learn or to be about music. So what inspired you to be about music? Was it because of the family legacy from uh, a, a, a would you say a cousin that was a part of a band years ago in the sixties or yeah, that, you know that sorry cut you off no that wrong. came later. I got cousins that you know rap. You know, they uh they call it, uh they go by a group called the Dayton family. They're kind of like okay. underground, but they known, mm-hmm. you know, around the world, but on the underground level. And they had a lot of influence on me as far as just going to shows with them and being in the studio. Um, that was a lot of influence, but I didn't really get influenced into rap. My brother, he was into it more than me, you know. That's mm-hmm. how I started. It was a group with him, but it was just like I said it was transparent for me to express my feelings through music. It's just something about putting it on music. It felt like a release because I would write about my life and the dark times I was in. And it's not, it's cooler to put it on a song than to go, you know, talk to people, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I I think our biggest influence from music was just life. Just the way to, you know, I didn't have, you know, it was just therapeutic. Like I said, it's just therapy, you know, now I have, you know, I could go talk to the preacher. I could go talk to a brother in Christ and I could talk to certain people and they could help me with, you know, if I'm going dealing with something like that or a problem, yeah. you know, you got to be careful who you talk to too. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like sometimes people can, um, you know, the Bible say trusted the man. I mean, curse the man who put his trust in man. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you just got to be strategic of who you tell certain things, but I feel like I got people in my corner that I can really trust, you know, and it, yeah. you know, no, absolutely. So, yeah. Wow. So man. the music was just, you know, a product of my environment and it was just easy for me to do that. Um, just dealing with certain situations. But when I came to West to the West coast, that's when it kind of got more commercial, you know? Okay. Okay. I was here like two, three months and had a whole new team. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I was one of those people where it's like my brother, his perspective was like we came up under our cousins. You know, when you're coming up under people, it's going to be harder for you because people going to feel like, oh, you doing what they doing or they, you know, they always going to compare you. And I was getting that a lot. You know, people didn't take us serious. And we even called our, our group name was the most slept on because we felt like we were being slept on. We wasn't given the, the shot. But in the streets, like I created my own mixtape and we was 
to sell them, you know, in the streets and give them away. And we had like a little buzz going in the city. So me, with the mind that I got, I always thought outside the box. I'm like, I got to get out of here. Like, I got to, I got to go. You know, the Bible, I was reading the scripture, man. It says, um, and I know I'm not a prophet, but it talks about a prophet is not honored in his own country. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, to kind of like put that in my life, I kind of felt like I didn't get that honor, man, in my city. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I got more, I feel like I got more support when I came out here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. and it was just mm -hmm. crazy. And um, I just built the whole team and just had people behind me, man, pushing for me. And, and when I converted, man, it was just like, it's just like, man, it just felt like I dropped the ball because I had so many people depending on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I also realized too, like all the influence that I had on people in a negative way, you know, even with, you know, being in the streets and, and, and doing certain things. I got little nephews and cousins that come up under me that maybe saw me for the first time uh, using uh, marijuana or alcohol. Mm. And it couldn't influence them. So I, I had to go back and I and I got a lot of um, survivors remorse, man. Especially like this past summer, I just had to go back and bury my little sister. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Because she uh, died from uh, complications of drugs. Mm. And it's just one of those things where it's like, I, like I say, I feel survivors remorse. Uh, I feel like maybe I could have talked to her more. And it seems like our relationship kind of got, we didn't have a bad relationship. We weren't angry with each other. But it's just like when you live on a whole other coast, it's kind of, mm. and I got my family, she got hers. It was kind of hard for us to stay in contact. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where um, I would say, just try to stay in contact with your people. Um, pick up the phone, you know, you never know what somebody going through. And, and like I said, it's, and I can't, you know, put all that pressure on me, but I do feel like, you know, in the future, I need to try to pay attention more to the signs, you know, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. we always planned on talking and she even came out here with me, uh, but she just didn't stay, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of times, a lot of people will come out here and I feel like Vegas is a, a place where you, you got to have like a drive. Like it's a lot of opportunity out here, but you got to want it. Yeah. You got to, you know, progress. Yeah. I'm the type of person I always just wanted um, to bring people together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'm a creative person. And I just like, is like for me, what I do, we'll get into the brand. I know later, but I like bringing people together, man. Mm. I feel like the, the best thing, is paying attention. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a commodity word, paying attention, spending time, commodity words. You know what I'm saying? So I value time. I value relationships. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So even having this conversation with you is very therapeutic, you know? I'm, I'm thankful, man. And, and first of all, my condolences to you and your family. I'm sure, um, you know, the grieving process is still going on and, you know, we know we're praying for you, you know, we're in your corner. Um, but I mean, the man that you have become um, just in the time that I've known you, you know, I've only known you as a brother in Christ. I, I haven't, yeah. know, I didn't know you before that, you know, so, but to hear your story and to hear, um, you know, that you still had a vision for your life and that God changed that vision for you to where, where you are now 
and and man, I, I'm glad I know you, brother. I, I really do. Um, you know, likewise, so, bro. Yeah. Likewise. And I know that we we're we're hard on ourselves, right? You know, you mentioned yeah. survivors' remorse. I mean, we're very hard on ourselves, um, and you know, we 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 wish that we can be the savior to everybody. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, our savior is Jesus and all we are messengers and all we can do is just tell people about him, you know. Um, so but but man, uh, again, I, I'm uh, I'm just so glad that I know you and, you know, I'm, I'm excited uh, that you're here right now. So uh, you already alluded to first of all, you've talked about your your past and where you came from and you moving here to Vegas. You already alluded to your conversion story. And I appreciate what you said. Like you you didn't say, hey, you know, I was close to death. And then, you know, some light came to me and, you know, I, I was freed. And, you know, it's not yeah. some chaotic, crazy story. I mean, your story, yeah. I mean, for the most part is um, quite normal in a sense yeah. but still not normal because i mean for somebody to come from where you've been to then hear the gospel for the first time and want to change your life completely that's extraordinary that's Man, extraordinary because go ahead no, go ahead no i'm saying because the odds are supposed to be against you right cut from rare cloth <laughs> yeah 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 so look it's people in my town like I go back and I try to study with them. They just ruthless. Like they like, like you bring that Bible around and you, we putting you out. Like they, they saying in a joking manner, but they serious. Like, you know, they mm -hmm. like, they don't want to hear nothing about God, nothing like yeah. nothing about Jesus. They feel like they doing everything they sell, whatever they're doing. They feel like I did this, mm -hmm. you know, and it's different type of people. It's people that, you know, you know, they say they deny or they say not at this moment or they, believe false uh teaching but it's a whole different playing field when i go back home they're like nah they they straightforward they like nah like you know we dropped it. i had a cousin right when i first went back because they haven't saw me in years this was like a couple years ago when i went back right mm -hmm. my cousin picked me up you know we used to do all the street activities together right mm -hmm. so he picked me up we went and grabbed something to eat i had my backpack i had my flyers from gbn <laughs> i had a, a video uh um uh, World Video Bible School. I yeah. had everything that was ready. Yeah. I was just chopping it up. And he was just like, it went from, okay, you're going to stay at my house tonight to him dropping me 30. Like my mom stayed like maybe 15, 20 minutes away. He had to get me back to her. <laughs> you know I'm like, okay, dude. And I felt, you know, I feel bittersweet. Like I, I don't, I feel bad about it to a extent, but at the same time, the Bible says when you persecuted for him, glorify. And yeah. that's what, the whole cut from where cloth is like, no, I accept that, you know, I'm not going to be uh, accepted by everybody. Yeah. God already told me this. So I'm going um, to honor that, you know? Yeah. And I think if you change your perspective, because I know it can be hard, man. Like it can be hard. It can be difficult. But at the same time, man, I, I love it, man. I'm like, look, I got to embrace it. Yeah. Cause I'm doing, I know I'm doing this out of love. I'm not doing mm -hmm. something vicious. You know what I'm saying? I'm coming at you straight out of love, but it's just, you perceiving it as, you know, something. That's yeah. why humility come in. Man. Like, I'm the type of person like this. I love everybody. I respect everybody. Mm -hmm. I lead with respect. So, 
if something happened in a relationship, I ain't saying I'm perfect, but it's some type of disrespect had to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So if a person can't hold themselves accountable, it's hard for me to really deal with that person because I'm the type of person like this. If I follow you or do something wrong, I'm gonna be like, you know what? My bad. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna get it right. You know what I'm saying? I know people that are blatantly that you know they cuss out their mouth and justify it or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just type of person like that, man. I respect everybody. I love everybody. And I try to show that love of love of Christ. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. I'm a work in progress. We all are. But I feel like God got a bigger mission for me, man. You know, mm-hmm. he got a bigger mission for us all. Mm-hmm. And I'm still trying to get that full um, zeal. Like, I really, like, okay, like, I'm there. You know what I'm saying? I'm not yeah. type of person, like you said, I'm hard on myself. I'm really pessimistic. I think that's one of my biggest flaws. Like, mm. every time I teach somebody, I'll be like, man, maybe it's something I did. You know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Maybe it right. wasn't new. Yeah. But, you know, I know I can't think like that, you know, because yeah. God does the increase. We just, the vessels, like you said, we the hoes. Yeah. We just, our job is just to bring it through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and I, I appreciate, you know, your your honesty. I mean, the fact that, you know, we learn from our perceived mistakes. You know, you mentioned about, you know, you sitting down with your cousin and, you know, maybe at the time, you know, you were you were zealous. So you're just like, man, you know, you, you were excited. Um, you know, you wanted your, you loved your cousin. So you wanted him to obey the gospel. I'm sure badly, you know, so sometimes that comes off as aggressive or, you know, in your face kind of deal. And I think that we all go through that. I mean, the apostle Paul, even when he obeyed the gospel, he was ready to get down with some of the Hellenistic Jews, you know, and he was, he was ready to fight them, you know? And I think that Paul learned from that experience because we don't see as aggressive a Paul later, you know, as he writes to the other churches, you know. So um, but I think that we all learn from that. And maybe like 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 you were saying about what Brother Wells told you, you know, tilling that ground is part of the evangelistic process, you know, so. Um, but no, I appreciate that story, and I I, I really appreciate. So God, I had tears calling, falling, like yeah. tears, like yeah. it's just like I love you so much, but you, yeah. you think I hate you so much. But yeah, it, yeah, right, it, yeah, yeah. It happened to me twice, but I had tears coming on my eyes, bro. Yeah. Like, talking to one of my cousins that's you know a homosexual, and I was talking to a group of people. I was uh, doing some set work, and I was early in, and I was just like, it was just. It was just like emotional, bro. Yeah, yeah. This is serious yeah. stuff that we're dealing with. The gospel yeah. is really very serious, man. Your right. soul salvation is very serious. You yeah. know? Life or death. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. So, I mean, so again, reiterating that you are a man that loves God, loves Jesus, is committed to teaching as many people as you possibly can, and we commend you for that. So, um, Let's talk a little bit because we're going to get back to that because in the relationship of being an entrepreneur and a Christian, um, first of all, you've already mentioned a little bit about uh, about your brand. So tell us a little bit more what um, you know, tell us about your brand. Tell us about your business. What is uh, Cut from Rare Cloth all about? Okay, man. So 
I get converted. We're going to go a little bit back. Get converted. Mm-hmm. So now it's time to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> Before this, I never really worked a job long term. You know, I was always, mm-hmm. you know, hustling or doing a little odd stuff. So now I got a job. I'm working. And my thing was, <laughs> growing up when I was young, I would see the movies and I would see bosses just being hard on their employees. And that kind of gave me a negative uh, perspective on, on working for somebody. And I was just right. like, I don't want to, I don't want that. But, you know, <laughs> I ended up working for a company uh, uh, called Desert Cab. I've been, I was there for like six, six, seven years, bro. And um, I came in and I just thought it was going to be difficult, but I started learning the system and learning how to do everything. Mm-hmm. And, but I still find myself like uh, some more, like, cause I'm a creative person. I just don't like being stagnated. So I, I was known for like bringing stuff to work. You know, I got big relationships. I would see hundreds of drivers a day. So I would sell little stuff like, you know, I would still go to the fashion weeks and magics and I, cause I build relationships over there. Cause when I was doing music, I had a few minor uh, sponsors and I would take stuff to work and, you know, sell it, you know, and have it in the office with me. And then the first thing I did was, okay, my company, they had like polo shirts like this with like logo, they logo, there's a cab, BC on there. Mm. So I told the owner's son, he worked for the company. And I told him, I said, y'all need to get like the, the dad hats was popping at this time. Like, y'all need to get the dad hats, get the hats, you know. Mm. He's like, yeah, that's a good idea, you know. Um, so time passed probably like a year and I went back to him. I said, well, can you send me the logo and I'll make the hats. I'll put up my own money. And he said, um, send it to you right now. Send it to me. I said, what percentage do you want off the merch? Or he said, oh, I just want to see everybody wearing it, you know? So I guess, you know, it was just a win for them, just a free promotion. Yeah. For me, I'm just thinking about more merch, expanding their merch. But, yeah. you know, that's another thing, like, because they millionaires. They could have did it. So, mm-hmm. but I just went to them, like, I'll do it. I'll put up the money. So I did that. And I guess that's, like, called an entrepreneurial, you know what I'm saying? When you go in another business and you try to, you know, uh, take them to another level. So I did that. But after I did that, I realized that I need something that's broader. Mm-hmm. See, this work only work to them. The drivers are buying it, but I need... When I leave, what I'm going to do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I yeah. created my own thing. Uh, I came up with Rare Cloth. And then the slogan is like really the, the pitch of the brand. Like, you know, it's really the was driving a brand, Cut From Rare Cloth. And, and it's funny how I came up with it. Like, when I first came up with Cut From Rare Cloth, and I didn't really have no significant meaning. And mm-hmm. and some and one of the brothers, uh, Darren Jackson, we had a conversation. And he kind of took it as it could be boastful, right? Mm. So I said, okay, how can I make this? Like, how can I make this for everybody? So then I came up, you know, and I still use those same writer skills from, you know, making music. I was like, how can I make this into something great? Mm. So I came up with the, we all one-on-one. We are all unique. We are all cut from rare cloth. They'll never make another you. So nobody can boast, you know? Just like That's awesome. There'll never be another brand in green. You might have people with that name, but God only created one of you. So what are you going to do on your journey and your purpose to set yourself apart? Mm -hmm. We chose to be set apart by God, by obeying the gospel. That's another flip on it, you know, to be rare, to be peculiar. Mm -hmm. So it's subjective. I can't expect everybody that buys my brand to be a Christian, but I can, like, they start doing research and they dig, they're going to see that this isn't a Christian brand, but it's built off Christian morals. It's built right. off Christian morals. You know what I'm yeah. saying? 
Yeah. Cut from rare cloth, you know what I'm saying? And then another thing is just like, once I started getting more, you know, um, bringing in more um, profit and stuff like that, I must actually have rare, rare cloth, like different uh, stuff mixed. Like uh, I might mix vinyl with leather. I might mix, you know, suede with something you never saw before and, mm. and different stuff like that. But right now it's just like the, um, just T-shirts and, and hats and stuff like that because I'm just really selling the logo and the slogan, cut from rare cloth. And when I interact with people and meet them, I bring, I try to bring that out of, like, mm. like I meet with a video, I met a, I've been looking for a videographer, videographer for about a year now. Mm. And um, just somebody to really lock in with me. It's really hard to find people, and I tell people all this, because I know it's probably going to be entrepreneur, entrepreneurs watching, put in the word. You got to put in the word. Mm-hmm. You got to get somebody to believe that see you and be like, maybe he is on the song because you work it so hard. I did the same thing with music. Mm-hmm. I came out here by myself and I put in the work and I and I built this team. So the same thing with my brand. I put in the work, put in the work. Now I got a videographer that locked in with me and we just uh, shot a, um, a commercial, a promo commercial for the brand. And, wow. uh, and it's something I thought about, man, for a long time because... Mm-hmm. It's subjective when it comes to like using lyricism and rap and stuff like that. Because I had wrote this rap uh, and it had talking about my life and talking about Jesus and stuff like that. And some people said, well, you don't want to bring God into rap. You want to do this. You wanna, it's not expedient. So I was like, okay, I kind of scrapped it, you know? Mm. So for this next thing, I'm not talking about God. I'm not using God, you know what I'm saying, in it. But I am articulate myself in this as a piece of art mm-hmm. and um and um i feel like a lot of people it's just we put laws you know we don't need to be so what is sin is to transgress the law so and by by me rapping is that sin or is it what i'm rapping about or what i'm trying to do right with right. the rap so yeah. the purpose of the of the rapping in this in this commercial is just to talk about my product instead of saying, look, it's rare cloth, you know, I put it in a wrap and I, I put a commercial to it and it's it's like one minute long, man. So I'm just, you know, I had to think long about it and I, mm-hmm. I hope that nobody get offended by mm-hmm. it, you know, because yeah. one of the things where just because it don't offend me, you know, but I hope that people just receive it as it is. It's art. Mm-hmm. It's just art. Yeah. It, it's just art. You know, I'm not, you know, talking about nothing crazy, nothing bad. I'm just talking about my brand. I'm showing how I create everything from the crib and the, and the visual. I'm showing how I press the shirts. And the next process is to go to, you know, different uh, local businesses I've built relationships with. So it's it's going to be it's going to be real nice, man. I'm looking forward to uh, releasing it, you know. Yeah, we are, too. I, I can't wait to see this commercial. Um the fact that you, you know, I mean, you already, this is a financial podcast uh, in light of the Bible. And so you already gave something to all entrepreneurs that they constantly need to hear. You got to put in the work. You do. You got to put in the work. Uh, that's the only way things are going to go up from in, from where you are, right? Same thing um, with scripture. You yeah. Put in the work. You want to know right. Bible? You want to know how to teach people? Right. You got to put in the work. You, you know what I'm saying? That's right. You want to be a better speaker? You got to keep speaking like, Yep. When I go hit that pulpit, pulpit, and um, it's uncomfortable. 
Yeah. But I gotta do it. You gotta yeah. see, you know, you know, see, I take gems from other people, even though I don't take spiritual stuff from certain people. But Will Smith said this. He said, on the other side of fear is this just relief of, of happiness. Once you get over the fear, but you gotta go through it. Yeah. So when I'm sitting there, my palms sweating, but then I get up there and I talk, I'll be like, okay, I can do better. And now brethren starting to see like they like you more confident up there. You know, when I go speak now, because mm-hmm. I had to put in the work. And yeah. the same thing with the brand, I put in the work. Now I got a, a photographer that one of that works with me now, because the person was, uh, you know, Christian uh, Blue, yeah. uh, Christian Baskerville. He's a photographer, so we would collab and do certain things. But you know, he's um, he got his own brand. He got family, so he wasn't as accessible as I needed. Mm-hmm. So then I, I started. Um, I got my own camera. My wife started shooting and then I started shooting. But now I got a real photographer that he's like, look, as long as you're getting the people, it's helping me out because I'm uh, getting better at my craft. Mm. So and this guy it's just like I try to I try to pay him. I try to offer him. He won't take it, man. Oh, he, he wow. won't, like, look, we helping each other out because I'm the type of person like this. I don't want to feel like I'm getting over on nobody or advantage to nobody. I always like to pay people for their time. Right. But he just like, look, this is the agreement. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I might have to leave you my uh, Applebee's card or someone's table. Because he just, I'm, I know he's doing stuff that he don't have to do, you know? Yeah. And I'm really grateful for that, you know? Yeah. My videographer I just met through another brother in Christ. And like I said, with this internet, like all I did was get on the internet. I had a camera in my hand. I said, look, I need a videographer. You don't even have to have a camera. I let you use my camera and let's create. And I just posted a video and a brother said, I got somebody for you. You know, mm-hmm. I was talking to many people on the phone and, and um, DMs. And he said, man, give this guy a shot. He a good guy. So I, I, I texted him and then we got on the phone and instantly within two minutes of the conversation, I knew that his work ethic, you know, it was yeah. like, he's like, let's do it. Let's work. Let's go. And the next day he recorded me at the studio, which was on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. By Friday night, he had me to snip it. I'm like this guy. <laughs> you know, he 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 own it. And you yeah. know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you know when it comes the entrepreneurship and like us, and we're gonna get into like the the goods and the, the yens and the yangs. Yeah, right, right. You know so you got something you you want to uh, say? No, I was. I, well, let me say this. Um, you you mentioned little, something that is. Because I want to get into some deep stuff. Right, right. So, so you alluded to something that I think is huge, especially as it relates to again, you're you're a Christian first, then an entrepreneur, right? So, yes, sir. Um, you didn't get into this business to hoodwink anybody. You got into no. this business to better people, better yourself, better those involved with you. Um, and so I think that's important because we are in an atmosphere. We're surrounded by companies and businesses that will step on anybody's neck in order to get ahead um, and, you know, belittle other competition, um, you know, but that's not who you are. That's not what the rare brand is all about. And so I appreciate you saying that. You're not about trying to cut people off. You're about making people better, even if it financially costs you. And I think that's that's awesome. Um, and it's it's a rare, I mean, it's a rare thing to see that a business owner not trying to cut other people off, but would take 
his or her own money to better someone else. I mean, that's honor God with your wealth. I mean, that's what we preach with the treasure workshop, honor God with your wealth. What does that look like? And you just gave a great example of it. So I, I greatly appreciate it. So you mentioned how it mentioned your business, you mentioned your brand, how it got started, um, what it's all about. So um, what is your vision and the direction for the future? What is wear cloth? What is it going to be five years from now, 10 years from now? What, what's that? What's that vision look like? It just looks like something that, you know, I could pass down to my, 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 my daughter, if I have any more kids and just, um, and bring on employees, man, bring on people that's, you know, hard workers that got good morals, that's diligent. And just build it, cause I my one of my mentors, he a brother in Christ, you know what I'm saying. He's kind of like you know, on the fence right now, but he's my mentor, and um, um, just going around him and just seeing he got his whole family employed, they all working for him, you know what I'm saying. Mm. And, and he got everything going from his house, you know, mm. and, and just to provide opportunities, like, cause cause what really pushed me in this pandemic, right? I was already part-time, right? Then to lose that, it kind of made me be like, oh, okay. Let me, let me, let me, I was already doing my brand, but really pushed me like, okay, let me take it serious because mm -hmm. I actually talked to that same brother and I was like, how was business? Because I thought like in the pandemic, you know, people ain't really thinking about buying no, no, no t-shirts or nothing right now, but his business mm -hmm. actually spiked because yeah. all of the stores was closed yep. and more yeah. people had to shop online. So, yep. mm -hmm. you know, and, and when I said I was going back to Michigan, people started hitting me like, you got to bring the shirts. So I ended up just um, making some shirts going out there. And when I came back from uh, my sister funeral, I just went hard. I got my LLC. I got my business license. And, and like I said, it ain't easy it's easier to go clock in and work for somebody. Yeah. Because when it comes to, like, I just had to do taxes, you know, write-offs and all that stuff. But it, like I said, it's yin, it's yin and yang to both. Yeah. And now I'm not going to look down on somebody because they don't want to be an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But for me, my experience is like this. When I work for a job, like my job, I told you I worked for six years, never missed a day, never missed one day. Mm. Somebody called me. If I can go in, I'm going in for them. Manager call me, I'm going in, right? Right. Then you do one thing, they call you on your day off like it's the end of the world. I just, I just <laughs> didn't like that. You know, it's like all the good I've done, one mistake. Yeah. I'm, and I'm, and like I said, if I'm going to be hard on myself, if I'm going to have somebody be hard on me, I'm going to be hard on myself. Right. And, and that's just one aspect of like, you know, just dealing with that. You know, and being around employees, that's other world, and they 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 they, they say weird stuff and talk to you, you know, any kind of way. Sometimes you gotta maintain who you are. Yeah. Supposed to be working right now. I'm not. I don't have nobody here. Anybody here to like say anything to me off the way? You know what I'm saying? And, and don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. I'm like being that environment again, but I feel like, like I said, it's yangs and yangs to both. With a business, yeah. you got to put in more work. You got to put up your own money. You gonna take losses. You know what I'm saying? But eventually you keep doing it, you'll start to progress. Working for yep. a job, you cock in, get a paycheck, go home. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So All being right. an entrepreneur, it ain't easy. It ain't for everybody. But for me, I'm starting to I'm seeing the success. I'm seeing the um the demand. I'm seeing people hit me like 
I don't even have a big following or huge like social media presence and I'm able to survive. I'm able to, people hit me up a word of mouth. I check my DM, somebody DM me that they met somebody that my friend had it on, my cousin had it on or, or just some of the same customers come back. I got a sister in the church by the name of Erica Lofton. Gotta shout her out because hmm. everything I drop, she, I need that. And, and you know, and she and she's showing that love. And I know some people that support that might not even like logos or whatever, and they still support me. Right. And I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like nothing going notice. Like a like, a comment, a share. I'm a grateful person, so nothing going notice. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I, I appreciate it all. You know. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um. So let's let's talk about. Okay. So there, like you mentioned, there's pros and cons to being an entrepreneur. Um, mm-hmm. let's, let's talk about the financial pros and cons, right? Because okay. again, this is a financial podcast, um, in light of the Bible. So, yeah. um, so how has this affected you financially? What are some of the responsibilities that you now have as a business owner that you didn't have when you were just an employee? Um, like, like I said, the taxes, paying taxes, mm-hmm. uh, doing the write-offs, making sure I'm being honest and, and keeping up with the sales. Cause sometimes I'll be out and uh, I'll be doing an event and people just coming at me left and right. And I gotta, you know, and with cash app and stuff, I get help track it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I started to just have everybody swipe, but everybody don't want to do that. Some people want to have cash, some people. So just keeping up with that. So I can, uh, you know, pay Caesar. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Pay my yep. taxes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, put up your own money. Cause Sometimes I might, if I invest, I try not to invest large amounts in product, but mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a risk. Like if I spend three, $400 on product that I might not make that back. Yeah. And then I'm stuck with inventory. So yeah. I try to, you know, get what I need, you know what I'm saying? Or get yeah. people to order before I purchase, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause I really do ship in demand, but I still have to have product because I have to put it on certain people, models, and I do yeah. pop-up shops in the city. So I got to keep some type of stock but I don't keep like a large stock. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to answer your question, that's part of it. And just, um, now what was the question again? You, you said more about yeah, the- just, just what, fin- uh, just the, the, the pros and cons financially of being an entrepreneur versus being in debt. You're going to be in some type of debt, man. Like, Oh, yeah, debt. Okay, yeah. In the business, you're going to be in some, no. Yeah. Unless you just got boohoo money. <laughs> like when I started my business, uh-huh. I started my business um off of credit. And, and like I said, coming from the streets, I still kept that same mentality. Like mm-hmm. I gotta get him his money or he might do something to me. You know what I'm uh, saying? So it's just a perspective. Like yeah. get them their money. Mm-hmm. Now I can go off on my own. So that's what I kind of did with the credit. Like, cause mm-hmm. I'm like again, my environment I'm from, people didn't teach me about credit. Right. The only person really taught me was Christian uh, Basherville. I got to, you know, show love to him because mm. he was on my neck. Like, get your credit right. And I was still had the mentality, like, I don't need credit. I never had credit in my life. I always mm-hmm. deal with cash. And I just deal, was raised around people that cash was king. Buy your car. Uh, right. Buy uh, buy everything cash. But even you see people that's rich, they uh, talk about credit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So credit is almost like more important than money. <laughs> so, once I got my credit right, I, um, I invested. I want to go get my credit right to go buy a flat screen TV. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I already have the mentality like 
gonna get my credit right. And that's when I invested. My first investment was in those hats uh, at my company. <laughs> right. And then, you know, I invested with my credit, use my credit, pay it back, you know, then get my money to where I could just use my money. I'm at the point now where, yeah, I am in a little debt, but I don't have to really use my credit. I'm just using my finances and just, you know, putting into it and investing. And then with all this, this, this stimulus money, the government, <laughs> right? we in the time right now, look, where, you know, it's bad what happened with the coronavirus and all that. We can't have no control over that. But right. you can't control, like, you don't have to, you not have to take that money and pay no bills and you got extra money. You can take that money and invest. This is the perfect opportunity. Right. Yeah. I would tell people to invest in yourself. Like, in, in like last year, they was giving out all the grants. See, mm-hmm. I wasn't able to uh, get none of those because I wasn't fully in business. Right, yeah, yeah. Right, you know? Right, right. And now that smartened me up to like, okay, I got my paperwork right. And when they gave me the money, I can invest that. Now I can do more. Right. You know, I, you know? So I would say invest. And I said that in my, I got a line in my uh, in my commercial. I talked about that. I said I took the, my stimulus check, invested all in product. I turned my bads to goods, no more selling narcotics. Mm-hmm. So, so throughout my story and my life, I just want to show people that there is a better way. It might not be, okay, I'm just beating you over the head with the Bible, but like the Bible says, scripture say, let your light shine mm-hmm. and, uh, amongst others. So when I'm on set with people, I'm telling them, I can't have cussing, I can't have this. Or why? I'm, I'm a man of God, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Later on, we should, we should talk. We should have a Bible study. We should set a day aside where we can come together when it's not about work. And that's what I'm going to do with my team. Because um, I know it's more I could do, but I just had to build a relationship. So it's going to be a time where I'm going to have, I'm going to try to set a day and um, where I can come together and it's just no work. We just look, let's just talk. Let's just, let's go through the scriptures. Let's do this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Like, no, that's awesome. Give, that's awesome. Give an opportunity to uh, deny or accept or just put the seeds on that, put it on their mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I got to do more of that. To be honest, I got to do more of that, but I still, how I move, people be like, you know, uh, okay, I can't use that. I can't use the customer. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't, you know, certain content I can't put out. And even when I'm shooting models, I got, you got to keep it modest. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you know, yeah. got to keep, so those principles are there, you know. And, and one of the things with uh, being a business owner, entrepreneur, one of the uh, things that I'm trying to overcome is just more like balance. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I get to a place where I'm like, I want to have Sundays off. I'm able to now that I kind of work for myself for the most part, you know, and I still be not going to even service sometimes or a lot, mm-hmm. you know, to be honest, you know, and that's one of the things now where I'm like, okay, I recognize it. I'm like, okay, so this Sunday, starting this Sunday, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm cutting everything. Just family time, go to worship in the morning, try to get back in the evening because mm-hmm. I realized that I got to make sure I'm putting God first. Amen. I got to make sure yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm seeking the kingdom. And that's yeah. why I want to do more. Like now that I got a video, I want to, you know, start to launch my other shows that I want to do. Uh, you know, um, the man versus God I was telling you about. Yep. I want to launch that man versus God, the thoughts and the uh, opinions of man versus the knowledge and wisdom of God. It just set that that balance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm also want to uh, put out a mini documentary and a book called My Story Leads to His Glory. That's awesome. You know what I'm saying? So awesome. these things, goals that I got um, that I want to accomplish this year. So 
And, and that's another thing I would say to entrepreneurs and people watching. Set goals, whether they small, big, like accomplish goals every day. I accomplish goals every day, even if they're small. Like my goal is to get up, talk to you, and be on your podcast. That's a goal accomplished. My goal is to maybe pay off a debt or or, or, or do something with some of my, my brand, do some marketing, you know, set these goals because you'll feel good at the end of the day. When you're like, I checked that off, I checked that off. Mm-hmm. You might have one or two you didn't check off. Then you got, you know, Lord willing, you got the next day to accomplish more goals. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. yeah. No, that's, that's great. Yeah. I'm, you're, you're dropping knowledge, man. Uh, you're dropping knowledge for these entrepreneurs, especially the young ones. Um, and y'all heard it first. This 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 book, this movie, y'all heard it first on the Treasure Podcast. Okay, heard so, it first, man. <laughs> uh, so awesome. So all right. So so yeah. So we talked about a little bit about the financial struggles, um, and then the success is even um, you know debt, the fact that you got to still use debt, but use debt responsibly. And I think you're doing that, which yeah. is great. Um, so let's let's get into again since we're talking about being Christians in this world of entrepreneurship. Uh, what are some of the challenges? I think you alluded to some of it, but what are some of the challenges being a Christian and being a business owner? Um, Matthew 16, 26 says, what's a man to conquer? Gain the whole world, right? Mm-hmm. And to lose the soul. Right. So I'm not, because sometimes you out there and you want to grind, you like, what am I doing this for? Am I doing it for the money mm-hmm. or am I doing it for the, the creative, to be a creative? So it's that balance, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. what I do is I start saying, okay, let me balance this out more. Mm. I don't have to be doing this and all around like that. Let me do maybe one event a week mm-hmm. and let me um, focus more on my internet marketing and um, just balance it out, like wake up pray you know i see my wife off the work have breakfast try to do a little study with her because you know and the goal one of the goals is to get her out of the, where she ain't got to work you know mm. so so um study try to do some studying with her uh, you know prayer and turn on gbn while i'm doing some other stuff and just keeping that mindset you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that right. balance because it's easy yeah you can get lost in the sauce like it'd be days where i'm just working all day like i haven't said a prayer to be honest yeah i've been than anything. So mm-hmm. like I said, one of those things, hold yourself accountable. I hold myself accountable so I know where I got to fix it. And I just try harder every day because it ain't easy. You know, when you get up, you know, you got all this stuff to do and, and, and you're the only one doing it. Mm-hmm. So it's more pressure. You know what I'm saying? Once I be able to bring more people on my team, then it'd be more um, easier. But I got to learn. Like my boy, that's my mentor. Because he, he was like, you got to learn this. Like, you can't expect your wife to, to do everything or do it. You got to learn it so you can teach people that's coming under you. Right. So that's the whole thing. I'm just learning the whole ins and outs of my business and my weaknesses. I know my weaknesses. So I bring people on that, you know, that can um, that I can afford to bring on or, or can work or we got the same goals. Mm-hmm. And we kind of like feed off each other. That's how, you know, so if you an entrepreneur... And you don't have a big budget to pay people. Just find people that see your vision and it'll happen over time. Mm-hmm. Y'all got the same goals. So y'all both benefit. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, that's awesome. So, so yeah, just, just holding yourself accountable to make yeah. sure that you're growing spiritually, 
holding yourself accountable, that you're not just doing it for the money, you're doing it to glorify him. Um, that's that's all good stuff. Um, and get and, people around you, too, that yes, yeah. that's going to hold you accountable. Because, like, it's people that, you know, that's in the business with me that might, that's in the same, do the same thing I do. So mm-hmm. say if me and Christian, we do the same thing. We might not tell each other all the time. So we might have Terrence have to come over and be like, Let, let's study, let's do this, because he's not in what we do. So sometimes mm-hmm. you need that. Sometimes yeah. you need somebody that's not going to be biased. And be like, check you real quick. Like, you got to, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Get it right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. No, I, I love Terrence and Christian, man. They're, they're great. They're great guys. I'll probably have Christian on yeah. the show at some point, too. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Maybe both of y'all at the same time. I don't know. So that that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, good stuff, good stuff. So do you have anything more to say about uh, being a Christian and being a business owner? Um, My biggest thing would just be, you know, balancing it out. Don't get too um, engulfed in it, but mm-hmm. just learn how to balance it out. Yeah. And, and, um, and I'm still learning how, like, different ways I can, um, like, give back, you know. Yeah. And even make even creating a, a t-shirt that maybe um I could you know give to just a giveaway t-shirt, you know, mm-hmm. uh to, to the brothers and stuff like that, you know. Awesome. I am working on some different designs that kind of allude more into like Christianity, but I still want to keep it like where I'm not actual using the actual scripture. Hey, I'm reading the scripture and it said, um, I can't think of it offhand, but it it said be clothed with humility. Be clothed mm-hmm. with humility. humility yeah. And I think that that, that kind of resonate. I can kind of incorporate that. You know, I'm thinking about that. Be clothed with humility, you know. Mm-hmm. And I also, I want to incorporate, like, you know, the whole idea of um, Second Corinthians, where it said, do not be conformed. Oh, do not be conformed. That, that's, uh, I think you're talking about Romans 12. Do not yeah, be conformed yeah. to this world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But be transformed be by the renewing of your mind. Yep. So I get this image of, like, I got like a reference image of like a goldfish, right? And it's a bunch of black fish going one way and the goldfish is going the opposite way. Mm. So I want to take that image and, and kind of recreate it. I was thinking about doing like maybe having wolves going one way, a pack of wolves and then a sheep alone by itself. Hmm. You know what that represents, yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm still coming up with new designs. Uh, I know the design that that you got on I'm wearing right now is like the most um, popular one, you know, mm-hmm. that people like. But I do in the future. That's uh, part of the future of the brand too is coming out with more designs that uh, resonate with the Christian community and mm-hmm. just resonate with life uh, in general. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do not be conformed, man. Mm-hmm. No, we're not called to be politically correct. You know what I'm saying? I know that you know. Sometimes I have to get on here. On social media, I have to tell the truth, man. And um, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people, um, they don't necessarily use their, their platform like that. And I respect it because, you know, mm-hmm. everybody don't have to um, get on there. But I do feel like, you know, it's kind of some type of, you know, this fitting in thing, bro. Like, yeah, we all as humans, at some point, we want to fit in. It's just in us to want. Like when I did music, it was part of like I wanted to fit in. Like mm-hmm. in school, I wore some stuff because I wanted to fit in. Now my whole message is don't fit in, and it's cool not to fit in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. I control my cool. Serving mm-hmm. God is cool to me. 
Yeah. To, uh, you know what I'm saying? It is. Take care of your family is cool. Being married is cool. All the right. stuff that was uncool, I'm making it cool. All right. Because God is in control. Mm-hmm. I'm obedient to God, and He already told me what to expect. So I'm okay. I'm comfortable in that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. No. Amen. That that that's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, man. Well, Augustus, I'm so thankful that you came on the show with us today. Um, anything else you want to say to the audience before we close this up? Man, I'm thankful for you, uh, for you for having me, man. I'm proud of you and all your success, and 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 I wish you well on this new endeavor. And anytime you need me back, um, hit me up. Um, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. And I love you, bro. That was love, for real. Yeah, I love you too, man. And absolutely, we're definitely going to have you back on the show, y'all. Th- this guy dropped some knowledge. Uh, this guy is serious about what he's doing and his craft. And he's serious about serving the Lord. And we appreciate him. We appreciate his family. We appreciate his brand. Uh, just blessings all around for your business and your pursuit. Uh, and we're here to support. So if you haven't bought your rare cloth, Check him out. Go ahead and give them the information that they need. Uh, rare, rare Cloth Apparel on Instagram and Facebook. And another thing, man, like, and having my partner, which is my wife, you know, I got a source of love. Like, she supported me through the whole process. And um, she, she one of those people, like, because I come up with a lot of different things, you know. And she had to really see me going, like, really hard to really jump on board. And I respect that because... I don't like having yes people around me. So it's yeah. good sometimes when you got people that kind of resist and then they see, okay, all right, let me, he's taking it serious. Let me jump in and aid in certain areas. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, much love to her too, you know, for supporting me through this. this Absolutely. Journey. Absolutely. Our wives are huge parts of what we yeah. are able to do and our, our cheerleaders all behind us. So that's yeah. awesome, man. Well, thank you again so much, brother, for being on the show with us and keep watching these podcasts. We'll have Augustus back again, but thank you so much, brother. God bless you. And we will definitely see you next time. God bless. Peace and love. Y'all. Hey, thank you so much for watching our videos and podcasts. If you want more videos and more podcasts, you can like us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to us on YouTube. We'll see you next time.